Hello, everybody. Interested in prophecy on this third day of 2018 already. Wow. Well, it's cold and windy and rainy out there today in my world. I hope you're doing well. Stay warm. It's kind of like be warmed and be filled. Well, I hope we can all be filled a little more today with the Word of God and with things that are happening in the world. So what I want to do today is start out with um, some Gmail. I'm going to my Gmail. And I want to take you to Debka, the Debka files from Israel. And here are some of the themes in the review today. The Debka review. Serious setback for Israel on the Golan border. Syria and Hezbollah bisect Beit Jin enclave. Syrian and Hezbollah forces have seized the key village of Mahar al-Mir in a strategic Beit Jin enclave north of Israeli Golan just four kilometers from the IDF Herman positions, where, or thereby splitting the rebel defenders of the Al-Qaeda-linked Hayat Tahrir al-Sham in two halves. Each is under siege. Israel has repeatedly sent out warnings that Hezbollah would not be permitted to come near its Golan border Yet the IDF did not raise a finger to save the Mahir al-Mir. Since its fall, the rebel chiefs have offered to retreat from the enclave without a fight. This development, our military sources stress, would bring Syrian and Hezbollah uh, troops right up to the Syria-Israeli borderline, running through the midst or the, the Herman um, foothills up to the, Gol, the northern Golan. Oh boy, what a mess. Israel, here's another one, um, Israel to quit UNESCO. Prime Minister Benjamin uh, Netanyahu um, instructed Israel's ambassador to UNESCO, Carmel Shama Hakon, and I'm massacring these, uh, to announce Israelis' withdrawal from the body effective at the end of 2018. The State Department earlier gave notice to its departure from the organization by 2019 due to its anti-Israeli bias. Continuing a long record of anti-Israeli resolutions, UNESCO this year declared Hebron, or Hebron an endangered Palestinian heritage site. Oh, brother, they have no inheritance there at all. It's not their land and the Temple Mount and the Old City of Jerusalem as Muslim holy sites. Give me a break. Here's another headline. A special Security Council meeting 
Here's Dr. Leah Golden, a special informal meeting of the UN Security Council Forum was convened Friday by the U.S. and Ukraine to hear Dr. Leah Golden's call for the return of the remains of her son Hadar, an Israeli soldier whom the Palestinian Hamas terrorist group has refused to hand over to his family for three years. She was supported by Professor, um, let's see if I can pronounce this name. Um, let's see. Israelis, Erwin uh, uh, Kotler, former Minister of Justice and the Attorney General of Canada, an international human rights lawyer who briefed the council, Israel's Israeli ambassador Danny Dannon, noted, For more than three years, Hamas has cruelly held Israeli civilians and the remains of our soldiers hostage in violation of international law and treaties. The international community must be filled must fulfill, I'm sorry, uh, its responsibilities and pressure Hamas until this unacceptable situation is resolved. The session focused on the two Israeli soldiers who died in action in Gaza, Hadar Golden and Oran Shaw, as well as two Israeli uh, civilians held captive by Hamas, Abram um, Manjistu and Hisham al-Said. Let's see. That's the end of that section. So, but you can read this from Debka, the Debka Weekly. And lastly, Netanyahu, several ca- uh, countries consider moving embassies to Jerusalem. Prime Minister Benya. Uh, uh, I'm going to try to say this in English, Um, Benjamin Netanyahu said Friday, several countries are seriously considering moving their embassies to Jerusalem in the wake of U.S. President Donald Trump's decision to recognize the city as the capital of Israel. Netanyahu did not say which countries. Asked whether he would negotiate is, uh, Jerusalem's failure or future uh, with the Palestinians, Netanyahu replied, "He was willing to put my position forward." Unquote. That position, he said, was that Jerusalem must remain a united, safe, and secure city with freedom of worship for all faiths, which in Israel is the only Middle Eastern country to guarantee for Jews, Christians, and Muslims alike. If the Palestinians have a different vision, they should come and negotiate. They say they won't negotiate. They're walking away from the negotiation table again. You want peace? Go negotiate peace. Unquote. So you can learn a lot from this. And then here's another one. A news brief just came in, I guess. Trump 
administration、uh, to snap ties with the Palestinians. No peace plan. No more monetary aid. Yay! Debka file exclusive report. According to Debka files exclusive sources. The Trump administration has resolved to scrap all ties with Palestinian leaders in retaliation for its campaign against Donald Trump and his Jerusalem policy. Mahmoud、um, Abbas, Abu Mazen, was repeatedly warned, or it says was. Uh, repeatedly warned of the troubles in store for failing to stop his campaign, but he refused to listen. Even when last week two Arab Crown princes, Saudi Mohammed bin Salman and UAE Sheikh Mohammed bin Zayed. Summoned Abbas to their capitals and urged him strongly to back away from his attacks on Donald Trump. He got the same advice from the ruler of Qatar, Sheikh Tamim Al Thani, or Thani. The Trump administration has therefore set out a program of sanctions, which is first revealed here. The Palestinian. Our Israeli-Palestinian peace plan, under preparation in Washington, will not be submitted to Ramallah, only to Israel and relevant Arab governments. U.S.-Palestinian interaction is is to be suspended. All administration doors will now be closed to Palestinians from the White House to the U.S. consulate in Jerusalem. The status of the PLO office in Washington was re,、uh, will be reevaluated, with a view to shutting it down. Yay! Aid funds will be cut off, project after project, including U.S. donations to UNWRA. The U.S. administration, moreover, asked Saudi Arabia, Abdu. Uh, Abu uh, Dhabi and、um, Qatar to freeze or slow their economic aid to the Palestinian Authority. In my opinion, they have no rights to anything in Israel. Israeli boundaries were determined by God and put in the Bible. You can read them. And it makes Israel a lot bigger place than it is today. We need to get off our duffs and make that territory Israel. But、uh, it's you know Israel is surrounded by enemies, and they're a tiny little thing, only about a third the size of the state of Florida where I live, and.、Um, <laughs> That's pretty tiny. I mean, it's about 350 miles from Miami to the border of Georgia, and about a hundred feet or a hundred miles either way from the center line, east or north and south. So it's about 200 miles across and 350 long, 
that is Florida. So that reduces uh, the square miles in Israel to just over um, 8,000 square miles. That's pretty tiny. And then they call Israel the bully in the Middle East. Come on, give me a break, people. Let's get real. They're surrounded by enemies, and some of them have nuclear weapons. Palestine maybe doesn't, but um, Pakistan does. And uh, I believe Egypt does, too. Of course, so does Israel, reportedly. But Israel is the underdog in this match. And they're surrounded by enemies. Their enemies aren't surrounded by Israel, quite the contrary. And now that the Israelis have fixed up the land and is no longer a field of rocks, now it's lush and green and full and all of the um, surrounding peoples, including all of Europe, gets their winter vegetables from Israel. They don't get them from the Palestinians. They don't get them from Egypt. They don't get them from Jordan or anywhere else. They get them from Israel. Israelis are industrial uh, people. They are industrious. And they have more patents per capita than any other nation on the planet. I believe these are gifts from God. Now, what about our Bible? You know, in the United States, we are supposed to be a Christian nation. And that means we live by the book. We're people of the book. People of the book. The book is the Bible. Well, the Bible is an Israeli book. Did you know that? It seems like not hardly anybody does know that. But it's the truth. It is an Israeli book. It's a book about the history of Israel. And God's intervention from day one, Adam and Eve, till now and beyond into the future. It is a book about life. Now, let's go to it and see a couple of things, if you will bear with me here. I have two pairs of glasses, one for uh, reading and one for long distance. So I have to change them back and forth from time to time. But I wanted to show you a couple things. Did you know that you and I, God willing, will become a kingdom of priests and a holy nation? Well, I wonder where we would find that in Scripture. How about Ezekiel, or I'm sorry, Exodus 19, verse 5? We'll just go there to start with. This is in the early stages of the development of the kingdom of Israel. But in Exodus 19, and verse 5, it says this. Well, let's go to 4. Actually, 3. And Moses went up to God, and the Lord called unto him out of the mountain, saying, Thus shall you say to the house of Jacob, 
and tell the children of Israel, You have seen what I did to the Egyptians, how I bear you up on eagles' wings, and brought you unto myself. Now therefore, if, and that's a big if, you will obey my voice indeed and keep my covenant, then you shall be a peculiar treasure unto me above all people. Hmm. For all the earth is mine, and you shall be unto me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. These are the words which you shall speak unto the children of Israel. And then flip on over to Revelation 1 and verse 6, where we read this. 1, 6... Well, in 5, from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the firstborn of the dead and the ruler or prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and loosed us from our sins by his own blood, has made us kings, or to be a kingdom, and priests unto God his Father, to him be glory and dominion for ever and ever. Behold, he comes with the clouds, and every eye shall see him, and they shall also which pierced him. Now, just as a side note on this, and we'll read the rest, but um, was Jesus really dead when they pierced him? I'm here to say, no, I don't think so. And did they poke him in the upper rib cage or in the side rib cage? No. No, it doesn't say that anywhere in Scripture. It says when they stabbed him, he let out a loud cry. You can imagine that. And therefore, um, after they had stabbed him, came out blood and water. Water? Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How you get water out of a lung? You know, if they pierced him through the rib cage, chances are the spearhead would not have penetrated in very far. How could water come out of there? As well as blood. Think about that. I think we've got this backwards. I think we misread and misinterpreted Scripture, and even the way it was written was written out of order, and or the words for had and have and has are all mixed up in tense because of the Catholic bias that was there with the translators themselves. So we need to be careful how we read Scripture. And I do too. I'm just like you. I'm no better than anybody else. But I believe what I see in the Scriptures. And I trust that God knows what he's doing. So Revelation 1.6 has made us kings and a kingdom and priests unto God his Father 
To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. And then we go to 5.10 of Revelation, which says, And has made them, or us, unto our God kings and priests, and they, or we, shall reign on the earth. Over in Isaiah 61.6, we see a little bit more. Isaiah 61 and verse 6 says this. Bear with me if you would. 61.6 But you shall be named priests of the Lord. Men shall call you the ministers of our God. You shall eat the riches of the Gentiles, and in their glory you shall boast yourselves. Huh. Wow. Now let's go to 66.21. And here's what it says. I will also take them for priests and for Levites, says the Lord. For as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make shall remain before me. You know, it's permanent. It's not going to go anywhere. It's not going to be blasted into powder or anything like that. Says the Lord, so shall your seed and name remain. This is where eternal life uh, is again shown in the Old Testament. When your seed and your name, your name, remain, you're alive. So this is, um, this is pretty significant. And it shall come to pass that from one new moon to the other, from month to month, and from one Sabbath to another, week to week, shall all flesh come and worship before me, says the Lord, Jehovah. Jehovah, Y-H-V-H, Yahweh. And they shall go forth and look upon the carcasses of men that have transgressed against me. For their worms shall not die, and their fire shall not be quenched. And they shall be an abhorring to all flesh. Now, you know, if they were burning in hell eternal conscious torment style, like we teach nowadays, unfortunately, why would they be an abhorring to people? Will we hear them groaning and shrieking and moaning and crying and crying and crying for all eternity? Why would God want any such thing? It it is beyond me how we see what these things mean. And now, what about the worm shall not die? What does that mean exactly? And and this idea that the fire, their fire, will not be quenched. Well, doesn't that prove that they're burning in dumb conscious torment for all eternity? Well, no. What's left over when you, when you hit a dog with your car, 
and it goes uh, a f- into a field, let's say, what's left over? After it dies, there's nothing left but worms, maggots. And what's left over after a fire? Not much. Not much, except smoke and ash. Well, when they look upon the carcasses of these men that have transgressed against God, they're going to be buried. They're going to find them and bury them. So, it's what's left over. It's their reputation. My parents have been dead since 1988, 86 and 88. And yet I still find people from time to time who knew them, they're still alive, and they mention how good a people they were. And that's, that's nice to hear that kind of stuff. But it's their reputation. That is a reputation that remains after a person dies. So there's more to this than meets the eye. If, for example, we just go on over to Jeremiah 23 and verse 29, we will find this. 25, 23... In verse 29, Is not my word like a fire, and like a hammer that breaks rock into pieces? Therefore I am against the prophets that steal my words, every one from his neighbor. Behold, I am against the prophets, says the Lord, that use their tongues and and say, This is what the Lord says, or he says, Behold, I am against them that prophesy false dreams, says the Lord, and do tell them and cause my people to err or make mistake by their lies. Prophets being liars? Hmm. And by their lightness, their vain boasting, yet I did not send them nor command them. Therefore, they shall not profit this people at all, says the Lord. Then in verse 40, he says this, and he's talking about the Baal worshipers, idol worshipers. We know anybody like that today? How about all of Islam? They worship a pagan god, and so do many others. All the other world religions, that's what a religion is. Christianity is not a religion. It's not made up. This is God-breathed stuff. He says, and I will bring an everlasting reproach upon you, a perpetual shame which shall not be forgotten, unquote. Now, that is what's known in our day as a bad reputation. Would you not agree? That's what lives on, not the person. If God kills someone, let me tell you, he will stay dead. Now, you want some proof for that? Okay, well, let's go to Jeremiah 51 and verses 39 and 57. Here it says, and this is talking about the same people, uh, 
Babylon and uh, Baal worshipers, in their heat, I will make their feasts, and I will make them drunken, so that they might rejoice and sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the Lord. It reiterates that a bit strong, more strongly in 57 and 58. And I will make her or make drunk her princes, her wise men, her captains, her rulers, her mighty men, and they shall sleep a perpetual sleep and not wake, says the king, whose name is the Lord of hosts. That would be Jesus, the king of kings. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the broad walls of Babylon shall be utterly broken and her high gates burned with fire. And the people shall labor in vain and the folk or the nations for the fire and they shall be weary. Yeah, I reckon. So study your Bible. Believe what you see. This is the word of God. Yes, it's about Israel, but it's also a book of life, and it's about Jesus. And our final end will be much better than the former days. You can go to my website and learn more. The website is itellwhy.com. That's the letter I, then T-E-L-L and W-H-Y. Or Jesus is Y. You can email me at jesusisy at gmail.com. I welcome your comments, negative or positive. If you'd like to have me explain some scripture to you, I'll pray about it, and then I'll look it up and answer your question. Until next time, I'm Albert Hardy for Bible Prophecy Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. Have a great one.